Hi again, everybody. It's me. How are you? JR Man. Welcome to your Life's Work Podcast. How you doing? This is show number blah, 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 blah. I don't even know. Today on the big show, we're going to do the difference between being provocative and being contemptuous or being challenging or being an a-hole. <laughs> That's basically the best way to put that. Uh, greetings to all of you from around the planet and those of you listening off planet. We, um, a bit of news. The book is coming. I know a few of you have been asking, typing, uh, a little texting going on back and forth about it and wondering about it. And uh, I'm, we're, we're sewing it up. Rob Supan, if you're listening, damn it. Um, Rob is uh, finishing up the design. Good, good, dear friend of mine who's a designer. If you need him, Rob, S-U-P-A-N, Supan. Um, you can find him on the interwebs. But uh, he, dude, if you get a design project you need done, seriously, in any order, don't give him a website to build. He ain't going to do it. He doesn't like that crap, although he can. Um, but he's just a designer. He's a guy that can take um, like what you're thinking and put cool crap down to it. And when I tell you, like, it's really amazing what he does, it really is amazing what he does. And if you know a designer in your life, you get that. But this guy, plus he's just a damn good guy. So he's putting the last final touches on that. We're waiting, and uh, then we'll edit a little bit, and then we'll get on there. So it's 365 contemplations uh, based on my study in 2017. And it's not a chapter book where I'm going to write some narrative, and you're going to feel real damn good at the end of the chapter, and then we're going to do some kind of study at the end of the book. That's not it at all. This is um, this is like the spiritual musings of a madman, right? This is me anchored down in some Jesus wisdom in a flurry of books and writings and just my general cadence and flow over 2017 um, as I really decided, I decided early in 20, before January 2017, that I would every single day just give myself to this idea of contemplation, uh, no matter what that meant and no matter how it came to me or where it was driving. But I was going to have, you know, the methodology to it was a lot of reading, a lot of, a lot of prayer, some meditation, um, and just a lot of anchoring inside of me and just listening. And so the book is that. So it, it's not I'm a guru sitting on the hill drinking and ingest this wisdom and you're going to feel great about yourself. I think it's something that you'll read and hopefully kind of, you know, wakes you, sparks you, kicks you, challenges you um, from contemplation to, the con- to contemplation. And ho- hopefully... Um, you know, maybe slide you and move you and transform you um, into some new thoughts or some new beliefs or or maybe just the idea that there's a freak out there that did this. So it's coming. I think you'll enjoy it. Again, it, uh, it, for, for me at this point, the design, the design seems to be much better than the content, but I think you'll enjoy the content too. Um, we're also going, so we've knocked around the idea of doing another workshop. And so the, the next workshop is here and we've decided that we're going to do some spiritual direction training over the course of a year. A very dear friend of mine approached me and said, yo, do you do some spiritual direction training? And I thought about it and said, yeah, man, we can do some spiritual direction training. Uh, for those of you who are leaning into the idea or already do sit with people, listen to people, help people and walk with people. And I know there's a few of you out there. In fact, uh, a few of you, and I know who you are, um, are actively engaged um, in some kind of spiritual direction. And uh, I just want to make sure that, you know, we can provide a, a larger sense of understanding and maturity 
um, and just moving forward on that. So we're going to start uh, a spiritual direction training that will that'll go a year. It has a lot of reading attached to it, and then it has six workshops attached to it. You don't have to be in Southern California to engage in this. We're going we're gonna to make it online as well. So that's coming. Uh, our, our, one of our first sessions that we're going to do is kind of an inter- introductory session, which is going to be uh, a little later this month. We're in May right now. Um, and I'll put something up so everybody can see it. But if you're interested and you're listening to the podcast and you're interested, write me, jr at jrman.com, jr at jrmahon.com. Tell me that you're interested, and we'll get you plugged in. Um, there's a fee for the year for it, obviously, um, but there's six workshop, workshops attached to it, and then uh, prerequisite reading kind of a list as we go through. And uh, I think everybody will find it fun. Um, if you're interested, obviously. If you're a mechanic and you're not into spiritual direction, you probably wouldn't like it. If you're a journalist and you know who you are, you're probably not going to like it either. <laughs> it's for the spiritual director geeks out there. That's who it is for. Or the people that just want to go a little deeper and deeper journey. Um, okay, very good. So um, I wrote a post the other day that was, Jesus was provocative, not contemptuous. One challenges the ego, one bears out exclusivity. Jesus is provocative, not contemptuous. One challenges the ego, and one bears out exclusivity. So, you know, I, I'm going to be flat out honest in a couple stories with you today because this contemplation that came out of me, this post that came out of me was like, hey, um, I was listening to two guys out of L.A. that have a podcast, and man, they were, and it's, in, it's uh, you know, they're into spiritual stuff and philosophy and and um, and they're they're fun guys. I mean, they'll make you laugh and they make you think. And uh, but I just I noticed this 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 amazing amount of contemptuous exhaust coming off of the podcast that, that I happen to have been chimed into. And it really and right, wrong, and different. Up, down, left, right. Like, look at I'm not taking their inventory. I'm not getting their shit at all. I'm just saying this is what I was listening to, and I I just really really vibed all the contemptuous stuff coming off of them. So this is not me pinning them against the wall. This is me really going inward as I was listening to them and thinking about a season of my life when everything that was coming out of me was contemptuous. In fact, I wrote a book in 2005, 2006 called Starving Jesus. And the premise of the book was, hey, American church, get your ass out of the pews and get back into the community that you belong and do something. And it was from page one to the last page of that book, it was nothing but fire and guns pointed at the American church and you suck if you don't, and and uh, and how dare you? And it was super contemptuous, super. I built exclusivity on it because if you didn't believe like me, if you didn't do like me, if you weren't doing the things that I was doing or hanging out with the people that I was doing at the time, well, you're an idiot, and you're certainly not in the Jesus movement. So screw you and goodbye and thank you very much. Um, so the book then at that point really didn't have a lot of meat to hold on to it, other than the anger. But what happened was a lot of people resonated with it at the time, unfortunately, <laughs> and uh, there was a nice little groundswell of people that were like, "Yeah, man, we're going to get out there, we're going to do that," and they held, and they held on, unfortunately, to some of the contemptuous understanding of the American church. And we can all do whatever we want to do at church, whether it's the American church, whether it's the World Catholic Church, or, or you know, Easternized religions. Like whatever you want to do is whatever you want to do, and we all have our story. We all have our little stories of what faith did or didn't do to us. 
But where I want to go is what Jesus was. That's what I really want to do, because I think that's where we can really anchor ourselves and kind of start really taking a solid look at ourselves in the mirror and understanding that maybe some of the crap coming out of us is just contemptuous, not provocative at all. And so I wanted to get into these words provocative and, um, and contemptuous, because we only got 30 minutes, because I'm only going to do 30 minutes, because anything past 30 minutes, who cares? Um, and frankly, anything past 15 minutes, I've been thinking lately, who cares? But we'll get to that later. So provocative. This word defined is causing annoyance, anger, um, or another strong reaction, and can be deliberately done so, right? So when you're being provocative, you, you're, you're looking for a stir in the pot, causing emotion, right? And, and Jesus is doing this all through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first four books of the New Testament, the Gospels. This is the teachings of Jesus. And by the way, there are a few other books beyond the canon, the Bible, that uh, have some Jesus teaching in them too. Gospel Thomas for one. Um, and, I, and I encourage you to go grab it because it's wonderful. It's like a hundred of Jesus' sayings, the Gospel of Thomas. It's wonderful. And uh, for those of you who think that it might be from the devil, it's not because it's literally <laughs> it's literally teachings that you would have you've read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> So it's just funny how we all attach our little craziness to it. But um, his his teachings were super provocative, right? He was going for the ego. He was directly holding a spiritual gun to your ego. Every time he taught, every time he talked, every time he was in the public eye, um, whether he was in front of Pharisees or whether in front of he was the disciples, or even going to the cross to die, he was always pointing to the ego. One of the big stories that he was pointing to the ego is obviously the rich young ruler. There's a the rich dude approaches him. Hey, what do I? What? And this guy had everything: the house, the cars, the money. A lot of followers on Instagram. He had everything, and was trying to hold down the tenets of 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 his faith. And he said, "Yo, Jesus, I do everything. What do I got to do to inherit the kingdom of earth or the kingdom of heaven?" And um, and uh, Jesus got him, knew him right away. And he said, sell all your business, get rid of all your followers on Instagram. Imagine that, get rid of all your likes on Facebook and come follow me. And the guy uh, couldn't do it. And he went away sorrowful. And, um, and that was directly attached to his ego because his identity was wrapped up in what he had and his position in society and how many followers he had and how many likes he gets and uh, what kind of uh, face he could put up on social media. Do you hear me? Um, so Jesus was teaching to the ego. That's provocative. That gets you going. Just by me putting that stirring into you, like you get going, right? You start to feel things. You start to understand things about yourself. You start to ruminate. You start to germinate. You start to move a little bit inside your spirit. And then there's contempt. And then there's contempt. And it goes anger, resentment, contempt, right? Anger right at the end of our nose. Resentment, the rehashing of the past. And then contempt is this, is this feeling that a person or a process or a methodology is beneath you, right? Not worthy of your consideration. It's deserving of scorn. Anger, resentment, contempt. And the moment we get angry, over the course of time, we stay resentful. And then as a lifestyle, as a season, we hold on to scorn. And we are bigger and above that thing, that person. They are not worthy of our consideration. That produces exclusivity, y'all. That produces the idea of an anchored down, locked down dogma, belief, tribe, 
maze with no exit, only an entrance. A belief that, you know, there are bad non-believers or just non-believers or the other believers. Like, you know, we've heard all this, this language, and we really don't need any of that language at the end of the day. Because that contempt has rolled on in. Um, and this society, I mean, America is super contemptuous about every damn thing. I mean, good Lord. I mean, we don't need to go any farther than, say, Trump, right? And it conjures up all kinds of stuff. So we get that we are contemptuous. The American church struggles and suffers with it. The American church has ceased to be provocative in so many ways and has just become contemptuous. Look no further than the generation that sits under me and start to probe millennials about their faith and about what they've been raised in dogmatically. And you start to understand that no one gives a shit anymore um, about the tenets that, that, or the wisdom structure that Jesus brought to the planet, regardless if he's a son of man or not. Regardless if he rose from the dead or not, like just his basic wisdom principles are kind of like, yeah, whatever. We're done with that. We don't really need any teaching by that guy. And we don't really need any teaching anyway. And so, again, I'm not making a, uh, I'm not making a, an attempt here to just like carve through a generation. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that's what it is. I mean, we're, we're, we're living there. So I was listening to that podcast, like I say about these guys and they were just super contemptuous and it really made me go inward and it really made me go, yeah, man, there was a period of time in my life when I was like all about it and loud. And at the time I was with the ministry that, um, really did hang the hat on thinking that we were provocative. When in all reality, we were just angry, angry 20, 30-something-year-olds with uh, some kind of a bent to stick it to the man, to stick it to the church man, if you will. And I cannot believe all the stupid crap that I did. And I tell this one story um, just to let you know that it, it, bore out of, it, it bore out of that idea that I, would, I thought I was being provocative when I was actually being contemptuous. I was at a huge, huge pastor conference um, out east. And I'm certainly not proud of this story, but I tell you this story just as a way for you to understand that um, it's so necessary for us to kind of look at ourselves. And for the record, y'all, this is anybody in any industry. I just happen to be building um, a ministry at the time that got pretty big. So this is you in TV. This is you in IT. This is you in finance. Uh, this is you in nonprofit world. This, this, is, this is humans. So I went to this big pastor conference, and there was a real big pastor author guy who had the main stage that afternoon, and he was a big guy, and he still is a big guy, and he's written a bunch of books, and he, he's a wonderful thinker and a wonderful theologian, and uh, it's probably a hell of a guy. He's probably a great guy. He's probably a great dad and a great um, son, and, and, and he does great things. And I couldn't get my head out of my spiritual butt long enough to understand that because I had something to prove. I wanted to be provocative. I wanted to do the stirring, but my provocativeness was, was, was cloaked in my contemptuous nature of trying to understand, trying to tell you that you weren't enlightened, that you people anchored in this little subculture of stupidity, um, needed help. And I was there to help you. That sounded provocative to me. And that's certainly not the way Jesus did his business. And it's certainly not the way his 12 disciples did his business. And it's certainly not the way that that rolled out. And I took that anger, that, that contemptuous, uh, to that 
conference, and I got in line to uh, to ask this guy a couple questions. And while I was in line with that guy, I had a guy, I had another guy videotaping me. And um, I got up to him as the line moved on, as he was signing books, and uh, I was ready, and I confronted him about this issue that I wanted to confront him with while the cameras were rolling. And this guy had enough wisdom to kind of look at me and just kind of smile and know that I was a jackass and just move me along. And it's funny how that guy's smile and his courtesy to a jackass actually pissed me off even more, and I left even more contemptuous thinking that I was provocative, thinking that I was moving the needle on some social issue that needed to be addressed, um, quite arrogantly so. And I tell you that story again because as I was listening to these guys the other day on this podcast, I was just really, really like, wow, man, like, like this is a thing. This is a, uh, this is a thing. And I'm not saying that like this is a thing that if you don't mature – away from it, you're an idiot. I'm just saying this is a thing we got to recognize deep inside of us. Because it doesn't matter what you're dealing with. It doesn't matter who you're dealing with. It doesn't matter where you are um, in career or even in season in life. Like, I'm asking everybody to understand their provocative nature. When it comes to the challenges, not only of yourself and the community around you, to the contemptuous crap that you hold, whether you're contemptuous about race or gender, whether you're contemptuous about political association. Hi, good morning. <laughs> nice to see you. All you got to do is turn on Fox, CNN, and MSNBC and like leave them all on the same. Like imagine if you had three TVs and you just line them up and just put them on. It's the same shit every single day. For 24 hours, it's the same contemptuous movement. They may use a different word here like Republican or Democrat or Independent. They may use a different word like Hillary or Trump. But it is the Russia collusion, like they may use, but it's all the same noise. It's all contemptuous, none of it provocative, none of it stirring, none of it moving, none of it engaging the ego or the pride to move forward in, in a bigger consciousness and awareness of who you are. Because once you start to get this thing, like once I really started to realize the difference between this contemptuous and this provocative nature in me, like I really started to realize like where the growth was going to be. Because the longer I stayed contemptuous, the longer I hated myself. The longer I stayed in a contemptuous mindset, the more division I made between me and somebody else and just started just to hate on myself. And it wasn't, a, it wasn't a great season, I'll be honest with you. Yes, I thought there were a lot of successes as a result because the contemptuous stuff brings out the television cameras. The contemptuous stuff brings out the television writers and the newspaper writers and the magazine writers. And it brings out a horde of media to like want to like, you know, put a spotlight on you so you can spew your shit all over the place. And that's exactly what I was doing. Because that weekend that I was with that big pastor and confronting him about an issue— I had almost every major newspaper in the city that I was in writing about me. And most local television stations came to visit as well because of the claims I was making contemptuously, not provocatively, not stirring or challenging ego and pride, but just appeasing the sense of self, the sense that I was better and my ideas were more enlightened. 
So I look back at all of us right now and I say, I say, this is a worthy, this is a worthy topic um, because of 2018 and what we're all dealing with. And basically it's been a worthy topic since man started to breathe. Do you feel me? I think you feel me. And that was Jesus, man. That's the Jesus wisdom. The, the Jesus wisdom was to get it in and mix it, to, to get in it and mix it up provocatively. To be able to challenge thought, to be able to challenge a social, a, a social movement, to be able to challenge the economics of a time, to be able to challenge the spiritual direction of a time, to be able to challenge the way we moved in gender and class the way we moved amongst ourselves, the way we moved in our own brain, the way we moved and thought about God Father, the way we moved and thought about how we treated our neighbors, how we, how we moved and thought about our enemies. That's provocative stuff. Are you being provocative? Or are you simply relying on contemptuous crap to get you through the day? So with that, Here's how you know if you're being contemptuous. And I got three and three. I got here, uh, you know, ways ways that you're probably sitting in contempt, and then ways that you're probably, you know, you know, handling your provocative nature. So if we get into contempt, you are in contempt if. And here's three ways. You are in contempt if. Three ways. One, you're creating sides. You're 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 deliberately, actionably creating sides in your language, in your movement, in your writing in your social media, in your daily conversation. Like you are, you, are, you are in the creation of that side versus this side. We don't have to look any farther from what happened, what, last summer with the damn KKK and the, and the, and, and the, and the white supremacists marching around Virginia. Bunch of brainiacs, those guys are, obviously. We don't have to look too far from that, 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 that creation of side. You, I'm on one side, you're on the other. We are good, you are bad. So if you're actively in that creation, and here's the deal, ready? You're actively in that creation if you're in it. Like maybe some other guy created it, but if you're running alongside that guy, you're creating it, you're in it. If you're moving that movement forward just by having your presence there, you're in it and you're creating it. So why don't you think about that? Um, number two, um, you are in an act of proving and convincing contemptuous uh, activity, contemptuous understanding, contemptuous feelings, contemptuousness in your life, you're going to be deliberately proving and convincing all the time. You're going to be proving whatever point you have on this, proving whatever point you have on that, convincing them of that. And it's a constant energy of proving and convincing over and over and over and over and over again. And that movement and that energy could get big real quick or, or, or could, I mean, very rarely to do contemptuous conversations just stay very even keeled, right? Most of the time that energy gets ramped up. So if you're proving and convincing, I want you to check your contempt. Number three, your way is the best way. When you're sitting in contemptuous stuff, your way is the best way. Your way is the only way, Right? I have many conversations with people that are like, oh, my pastor said if I don't do this, I'm, this is going to happen. And the pastor could have said it with a damn smile on his face. It's still contempt at the end of the day. It's still contempt at the end of the day. might be smiley contempt, but it's still contempt. So your way might not be the best way, frankly. And then at that point, people, you know, all kinds of people will get on the email and on the phone and call me and go, well, you know, there is only one way. You know, and I've seen the bumper stickers one way, you, you know, it's like, hey, man, guess what? There's a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways. 
There's a ton of ways to love the homeless, for, for example. There's a ton of ways, like, you know, there's a war on homeless right, right now, right? Everybody's locking their damn bathrooms. Very contemptuous. <laughs> but that's the right way, so we're going to lock our bathrooms. Um, so I'm challenging everybody. I'm, I'm hopefully being provocative enough to help you understand that um, con- contempt by itself and as a movement is, is just going to create division, and I want you to see that. Again, I don't care what, what industry you're in, or where you're at in your friendships, or where you're at in your community, like, contempt is is a part of the human experience, and uh, hopefully I'm being provocative enough to get you in that. And I, it does sound like every now and then I, I roll into contempt, by the way, just so you know, I'm hearing myself do it every now and then. Um, these are, a, that, now there's three ways to kind of roll into a provocative nature. Three roll, three ways to get yourself into provocative nature, right? Into the a provocative spirit. Number one, Allow discussion, but when you allow discussion, listen. Oof, right? When you allow discussion, and I don't mean allow like oh, allow you to talk, but I want engaging. You're engaging discussion, but you're listening. You're listening, and as you listen, you're able to talk even more, right? As you take in somebody, you're listening. Um, somebody says black. Somebody says white. Well, I want you to be able to listen to why it's white or why it's black. I want you to be able to understand that there's other opinions. I want you to be able to understand that somebody else's truth is somebody else's truth. And it's not up to you to take that away at all. It's like people that I know that have problems with homosexuality, and all they're doing is trying to take their eternity away. You hear that? Yeah. There's, there's uh, wonderful fundamental Christian, uh, Christians out there that, that when they talk about gays, what they're really doing is engaging in taking people's eternity away. So to be able to listen is to be able to talk to people with differences in their life and to be able to talk through those differences. You may not agree, but I need you to listen. You may not agree, but I need you to listen. And listening is not hearing. It's, a, it's listen, we're talking about an empathetic view. We're talking about looking at people in their own business and understanding what they're going through. Number two, ways to get yourself into a provocative nature. Challenge the status quo, right? Jesus was all about challenging, like, everything. Um, I often think about uh, this woman that Jesus dealt with uh, who was about to be stoned to death. She had some shenanigans uh, going on that day, and the shenanigans most likely were sexual shenanigans, and here's a bunch of people with rocks in their hands, and they dragged her out, threw her into the dirt, and they're just about to stone her. And this was real, man. I mean, they would imagine that. Imagine getting stoned. Like, think about that. You want to contemplate that, good Lord. And um, and Jesus stops them. And Jesus writes a few things in the dirt for these guys to see. We really don't have a real good understanding of what he wrote, but you can imagine that Jesus, uh, who kind of knew stuff, probably wrote stuff about them. <laughs> and was probably like, hey, if you're going to cast that stone, uh, you need to know that we all get that you are this or you are that. <laughs> so, And then each stone, one by one, dropped to the ground and they walked away. And I think about challenging the status quo that way. Like, hey, we're not going to watch a woman get killed uh, in this way. In fact, we're going to forgive. In fact, we're going to understand what she's going through. In fact, we're going to understand that everybody has got some shenanigans going on inside of them. No one is perfect. And not one of you is going to rip apart anybody's eternity. In fact, or even life for that matter. 
So when you challenge the status quo, you are effectively, not that you're taking up costs, not that you're taking up costs. Now that goes contrary to what some of you believe. I know that you want to take up cause, you want to go write a sign, you want to hold it up to TV cameras, you want to hold it up to traffic, you want to, you want to go make a t-shirt, you want to do that. But I'm asking when you challenge the status quo to do it yourself first, to take in the essence of what you want to change first. Mm. Like forgiveness. Where are you on forgiveness? That's challenging the status quo. This country does not forgive. This country, this country is, is desperately trying to rip apart every freaking person it can get their hands onto. You make a mistake, go to social media. Let's rip it apart. To challenge the status quo means you're going to forgive. To challenge the status quo means everybody gets a second chance on that one. To challenge the status quo means we're going to help everybody have a shot. And if they fail or make a mistake, we're going to help them have another shot. That's challenging status quo. That's not just simply going out there and just making a T-shirt and a sign and just bitching to the television cameras about how effed up that is or how screwed up that is. Whatever the status quo is, I want you to take it on in your essence first and do it. That's challenging the status quo. That's starting ground zero. Number three, for the essence of provocativeness. Love will be your guide on this. Love will be your guide in your provocative understanding. So when you are being provocative, challenging the status quo, taking in the essence, love is going to be the reason. Love is going to be the starting point, not the ending point. Oh, we're, we're hoping to convince them of this so they believe here and then they can love. No, 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 no. Love is your starting point. Look no further than Genesis 1. Genesis 1 has God creating everything. And liking and loving it. Genesis 1 is not, hey, everybody sucks, and we're going to start in a bad place of an evil concoction and mixture of evil cocktailness, and then we're going to pour some Jesus fluid on it and make it all better. That's not it. This is God creating you, loving you, loving the business, by the way, some of those last statements there were super, super contemptuous for the record. But we are in an act of, we are created by God, a loving creation. We are a loving creation. And so when, you're, when you get down and dirty in this provocative understanding, love is going to be your starting point. Christ was human. Jesus, Jesus was human. He was a real human being. And now again, regardless if you believe that he was Christ or not, this is a guy that really made an effort to show love and mercy and grace and teach away from the ego so we could lose ourselves and find ourselves, find ourselves in love, find ourselves in that Genesis 1 story, not the Genesis 3 story where where everybody's pretty much modeled and taken over and, oh, we suck and we're bad and add some Jesus juice and we'll be okay. Love will be the entrance into the provocative nature. Love will be the entrance into challenge. If you're not loving as you challenge, I guarantee you're rolling back into contemptuous understanding. So, 31 minutes. I apologize for going over. Um, just one big fat takeaway. 
no matter where you are, who you are, what you're dealing with, there's going to be contemptuous understanding and there's going to be some provocative stuff going on there. And I, of course, want you to lean into the provocative stuff and lead with love. Understand that as you lean into provocative understanding, you're leaning into love. You're not just simply saying, hey, you need to change because you're saying love. You're saying love is this, just like Jesus challenged that rich young ruler. He nailed him right where he lived, right where he lived. Sell it all. Get rid of all your followers on Facebook. Get rid of all your followers on Instagram and come follow me. Imagine if we told that to Kim Kardashian. Imagine if we told it to anybody who's trying to build a social media platform right now. Sorry for picking on Kim. Imagine if we told that to anybody who's trying to build a social media platform right now. They would think you were insane, which is exactly the point. Social media followers don't make you. Don't equal your essence. And that's just a dumb little example, but if you're there, you understand what I'm saying. All right, good people. Uh, love you very much. Thanks for listening to the big podcast. You're listening to your life's work podcast. If you need me, I'm JR at JRMan.com. JR at JRMan.com. Uh, I'm a spiritual director. I'm a guy that helps out. If you want a session with me, call me. Book it. We'll take care of you. If you are on the uh, giving side of the fence, uh, I also run a little thing called Tabletop Ministries. Uh, we provide spiritual direction and pastoral care for those people who can afford it. Please, if you would, go donate to that wonderful ministry. It really does make a difference in people's lives. We have a lot of people that come to Tabletop looking for help, pastoral care, and spiritual direction. Get a new lease on life, if you will, and a new foot in the door spiritually. And uh, we do whatever we can, and we don't say no. So we sure could use you. Uh, like I say, I love you all very much. I wish you provocative conversations, and I wish the contempt that sits inside of you gets ironed out. Ironed out. Love you all. We'll see you next week.